Hello, welcome to Set Apart and Chosen. I am your girl, Lariana. I am so excited to be before you guys. This is my first episode. Yes, I am so ecstatic. Again, all glory belongs to God. I'm so, so happy to be before you guys. Today episodes, we will touch on this touchy subject, grief. Yes, I know grief. Grief is such an ugly thing. Um, I actually hate it, y'all. I really do. I hate that. I hate, I hate grief. Um, but today we're going to touch on grief. I also have a lovely guest with me, Javonda. She will be talking about her testimony about her son. She lost her 11-year-old son back in 2020. So again, let me just let her introduce herself. And we're going to get right into it. Hey, you guys. My name is Javonda Fields. I am the founder of Royal Women's Nation. God has chosen me to help women know their true identity in him. For y'all know we serve a king. You know the king of all kings. And he wants his daughters to know that they are queens. And we, have a, we are a royal priest. And we are a part of the royal family. And God just wants us to know that. So, yes, that is my ministry. And that is what I do. And I'm going to give it back to Lariana. Yes, yes. Y'all heard your girl. Y'all heard her. She said, Royal Women's Nation. Please remember the name. Remember the name because God is definitely calling her forth in this season. So I'm going to just dig right into it. For some of you who don't know, I lost my mom back in 2019. Actually, today makes two years since my mom um since my mom been gone. I'm just going to go back to that day. I remember waking up just like a regular day. I decided to get my hair done. My mom was already in the hospital. I remember going to the store. God put it in my spirit to just go visit her right then and there. So I went and visit her. She was feeling ill that day, so she wasn't awake when I was there. She was sleeping the whole time, and I just remember feeling so heavy that day. I don't know why, but that particular day, I felt so, so heavy. I remember going to get my hair done. Like the plan, my plan was to get my hair done and go back to the hospital to spend the night with my mom. As I left the hospital, my grandmother came up there to spend time with her. I remember at the hospital, my grandmother called me. She said, the doctor wants to know if your mom stopped breathing, do you want us to resuscitate her? Now, me and my mom, we were very close, like super close. So she let me have all type of control as far as like any medical decisions, like things like that. She wanted me to be able to decide. So my grandmother asked me, uh, the doctors wanted to know if she stopped breathing, do I want them to resuscitate her? And in my mind, I'm just like, okay, yeah, like what type of question is that? I'm like, yeah, of course, like I want the doctors to resuscitate her. Not knowing like the plan that God had later on for my mother and basically for me as well. As I was getting my hair done, I cannot recall the time specifically, but I just remember I got the call from the hospital and on the other end of the call, it was this man. He say, your mother stopped breathing 
and something, something, something after that. I don't remember, honestly, what he said after that. I think he gave me the time frame. And that very moment, it just, like, my world stopped. Uh, I jumped up out of the chair, started screaming, like, immediately just going crazy. I had a friend with me. The friend kind of knew what was going on based off my reaction. In that moment, though, it, it just felt like I just couldn't believe it because, again, y'all, Losing my mom was one of the biggest, was one of my biggest fears. So for the doctors to call me and tell me that my mom stopped breathing, I, I felt like, I don't know, it just didn't feel real. And I was the first person, y'all, to find out. Literally, I was the first person. So you got to think about the position I was in. I was the first person to know. So that means I have to be the one to call my family, to break the news down, to tell them what this doctor just told me. So I immediately called my grandmother. And I don't know if my grandmother felt it, but she was just like, she gone. Like I remember that was one of the first things she said. And I just bust out crying. And then I also called one of my mom's friends. Now, we got our things and we immediately left and started going to the hospital. The doctors kept calling me, kept calling me, where are you? Where are you? Like, they, they was looking because they, they they kept calling. I'm like, sir, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to get there as fast as I can. I remember as I got closer to the hospital, the doctor called me back, and I'm thinking he asking me, like, um, where you at? And I was getting out the car. I was actually walking into the emergency part of the hospital. And um, the doctor was like, your mom is breathing. She's she back breathing. And I'm at this point, I'm kind of lost, but I kind of had hope, right? Because he just called and told me she wasn't breathing. But then he called me back and said she is breathing. So at this point, I had so many emotions. And as we went up the stairs, I, I went to the back. I just see all these doctors around her. I just see them working on her. She's like in and out. Like I couldn't even be in the room. I immediately left the room. I'm just hysterical at this point. Like I could not believe this is my reality right now. I, I just could not believe like this, this really was going on. Like my biggest fear is actually be, being played out in front of me. And in that moment, y'all, I just felt like, again, like my whole world had shattered and my mom didn't even leave right then. They didn't even pronounce her dead to like, I would say two or three hours prior. I mean, two or three hours after I received that phone call. All my family got out there. We was extremely sad. Everybody crying. It was such, it was just a tough time. I now just want to pass it to Javonda because I want her to touch on uh tell us about her testimony i just want her to just let the listeners know what she experienced when she lost her first child okay so i lost my firstborn son april the 6th at three o'clock in the morning um 2020 and I'm going to go back to April the 5th first because it's, it all started there. But April the 5th, um, I went to some church members' house and we ate, we fellowship. I went back home. I was about to do some TikTok videos because I remember doing a TikTok video earlier in the day. 
So I asked my neighbor, I needed this big t-shirt. I remember asking my neighbor, like, do you have this big t-shirt that I can wear? Because the kind of TikTok I was on, I needed like a big t-shirt. You know, I was just jumping on trends. And um, I remember she was like, no, I don't have it. So I was like, well, okay, I'll just go to bed. You know, since she don't have it, I'll just, you know, go to bed. So I remember going in the room, laying down, and I remember my son coming in the room, and I was trying to put both of my sons to sleep, and he came in. He was like, Mama, I got it. I'll put him to sleep. So he went. He put one to sleep. Then he came back. He laid him down, and then he was like, well, Mama, you go ahead and get some rest, and I'm going to put Nehemiah to sleep. So he took Nehemiah in the room. He began to um, put him to sleep. So then I began to doze off, and in the last words that he said to me, he came in the room, and he said, Mom, I just learned this new TikTok, and they go like, some, 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 and I I remember telling him, I was like, yeah, 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 Jordan. Okay, show me in the morning. I'm sleepy. And he walked out the room. And that was the last thing that I, I said to him before he left here. And at three o'clock in the morning, I remember waking up to two loud booms. And I didn't know what was going on at the time. So all I heard was just boom, boom. And I jumped up and I said, what in the world is going on? And I'm thinking, I'm like, Lord, I hope my children's lights ain't explode on the wall because they had LED lights on the wall. And I remember calling my children's name and they didn't answer. So I got up out the bed and I went in the, ran in the room. I turned on the light and I see a lot of smoke. And I look at the wall and I'm like, well, wait, I don't see no fire. So then as I begin to turn around towards the window and I'm looking at the walls, I see so many bullet holes. And when I saw the bullet holes, my heart just instantly dropped. And it's like God had just dropped in my spirit that Jordan was dead. He didn't call Nolan. He didn't call Nehemiah because they were also in the bed with him. It was just like, Jordan, is he gone? And I, and in my heart, I knew it at that moment. So I called his name. He didn't respond. And I called my other son's name. He jumped up and reminded me he got shot in in his right arm as well. But um, he jumped up and he started screaming. He was like, it burned, it burned. And, you know, he was like, it's blood. And I just remember um, saying to myself, Lord, my son is dead. I I just did not want to pull the cover off of his face. But as I began to pull the cover back, I saw him laying there. But even in that moment, God was good because I didn't get a clear vision. I only got a, a, a blurred vision and I knew God allowed it to be that way because I didn't want to remember my son like that. So I'm kind of happy that I didn't get like that vivid um, picture in my mind of how he was. So I remember just running to the room, um, screaming my other children's name because I didn't even check on them before I left out. And I remember just screaming and I remember just going outside and um, I remember, um, you know, just asking people to, you know, help me and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it, it was real hard and it was real um, traumatizing. And in the moment I was, you know, falling out, I was fussing and I had so many feelings and I had so much stuff going on. So that's 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 a part of the testimony. Wow. I I don't know, like, just hearing her testimony when she first told me her testimony, I was just so blown away. And it just reminded me, though, uh, the love of God, right? It reminded me that God is still able. Like, that was the, like, God is still able. I know for me, I'm walking, I'm walking in it myself. But again, I lost my mom. She lost a child. I don't know how that feel because I'm not a mom. I haven't lost a child. So I don't know how that feel for her. I know how I felt 
for me when I how it feel for me when I lost my mom. But when I just listen to her testimony, it's just like so much strength behind it, right? Because it's like, wow, this lady, she lost her son last year, y'all. Last year, she lost her son last year. And here she is in her right mind. And it's just like, wow, like God. And it's all God, y'all. It's just so, it's so amazing to me. It it really, really, really kind of, like I said, I, I know who God is. I, I know he keeps us, but it, it's just like, wow, like God is so good. He is so good. And the fact that how she said the situation played out, her and her other kids was in the house. Her son lost his life in his bed sleeping, y'all, from gun violence, you know? So it's like, wow, like, I don't know. Like, I, I really commend her. Like, I know it's it's all God, but it's just like, because like I said, I, I can't imagine losing a child. Um, I, I, I cannot imagine losing a child. I, I know like how how bad it hurt to lose a parent. I can't I can I can't I can't imagine losing somebody that you carried for nine months, um, that you took care of and just to have it took away from you, snatched away from you. I cannot understand that. So I, I really, really I really just commend her though for letting God to just continue to just keep her and hold her up. Cause I know for a fact it's not easy. Like every day she she go through her motions. I I know it's not easy because again I lost my mom. She lost her son. So it's like I that's that's those are tremendous losses. Like big losses. Seriously, those are big losses. So if you're somebody who is currently listening who has lost somebody who feel like God cannot heal you, who feel like God do not care, who feel like God is not listening, I really want you to just be encouraged. I want you to know that God is able. You is listening to two women who is currently walking in it. We walking it out, y'all, day by day. Every day we need God to continue to keep us. Our days are different. We're not saying that every day is rainbows and no, 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 no. We're saying even in our, even when we are welling, we can still come to the Father. Even when we just don't know, when we get in our feelings, when we when we are going through the motions, we just know that. God is there. He's hugging on us. We we know He comforting us. So I just really, really, really want the listeners to just know that God is so able, y'all. Like I know when you're dealing with it, it's it's hard to see the other side, right? It's so cloudy, it's so misty. You like God, I I, I don't I can't see myself being happy again. I can't see myself smiling. And some of you may even feel guilty for living again, right? Because you felt like, okay, I have lost somebody so big. I have lost somebody so close to me. 
And it's like, I, I feel guilty because I'm still living. I'm still smiling. No, it's okay. Like, God still have you here for a reason. Yes, he may did. He may allow for your loved one to be gone. He, he may allow some stuff to happen, but God still have you here for a reason. So live your life. Like, live your life. God still have you here for a reason. You did not die when your loved one died. Like you still here for a reason. So I just really want you to, I just really want to encourage you to get back up, keep pushing, like do your hair, put on nice clothes, go out to eat, whatever it is you have to do to make you feel better. It is okay. You don't have to feel guilty for continuing to live because people on the outside looking in, they think because, oh, because you're not crying or because you're not posting daily or Doing these type of things, they feel like, oh, they don't miss the person. But it's like, says who? The people don't know like what we go through behind closed doors. They don't know when we crying, when we wailing. Even some of the times, you might not even want to be bothered. You might not even want to get out of bed. So I'm just saying all this to say, even in that, you don't have to feel like you have to justify how you feel about your loved one. Only you and God knows how you feel. You don't have to post a million pictures. If you want to post a million pictures, by all means, do so. But I'm saying it to the ones who feel like they only post it because people might not think they don't miss the person. You don't have to do that because at the end of the day, who who are people? We are not here to please people. Only God knows how you truly feel. So I just pray and hope they really encourage somebody. Like God is with you. God is able he can heal the broken pieces, y'all. If we just come to him, if we just lay it at his feet, y'all. God said, when we are weak, he is strong, y'all. When we are we in our weakness, God is strong. And I can say, I can attest to that. I can testify because I have been the weak, like the weakest I have ever been. I have experienced that. And I can only say that. It's only by the grace of God that, like I said, I'm here. I'm in my right mind. So again, all glory go to God. I just love him so much, man, because I just know without him, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be somewhere in a mental institution. Seriously. I'd probably be somewhere going crazy. And I just really want to um, bring it back to Javonna because I just want to ask her, um, how did she feel towards God when she was in that when God allowed her son to be taken away, how did you feel? I really want you to just touch on that for the listeners because I know you can help some parents who may be angry at God or in this, you know, this space with God. I just really want you to just touch on that for the listeners. Just get into how you felt at that moment and like were you depressed? Were you angry? Like just just let the listeners know. Like just dig a little deep on that for us, please. Okay, so um, I felt angry with God. I felt depression. I felt everything that you can feel um, after losing a child. Um, I remember when it first happened, I was outside, and I remember just walking the property. I was angry. I was fussing at God. I, I, you know, I told him, I said, you, you got me praying for everybody else's children. You got me laboring for everybody else's children, covering everybody else's children, and you going to take my child? You know, that's what I told God because I was angry. I was so angry, and I, I remember my hands just shaking, and I was just 
just filled with so much rage and retaliation. And I remember just just falling down to the ground and I remember just taking the grass and I remember just pulling on the grass and I was so mad. And um, I remember looking up to God and I remember saying, God, if, if you don't take this from me, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. If you do not take this feeling from me, I, I don't know what I, I'm going to do. And, and when I prayed it, it's like instantly God just released it. You know, I was still hurt in the moment, but it's like something just lifted off of me. So when I went back into the house, I had a sense of peace. And I know there wasn't nobody but God. It was not my own strength. It was God's strength. I take no glory. I take no credit. I take nothing for it. I say that it was God that held me up because I'm supposed to be somewhere on the street talking to myself, going crazy, losing my mind. Because one of my biggest fears in life was losing a child. My biggest fear, and it actually happened to me. I never thought that. I'm like, nah, that you know, you see that on the news all the time. You see that happening to other people, and it's like, oh wow, my heart goes out to them. I don't know how I react if I'm in that situation. Well, I was when I got put in the situation, so. I feel like God just gave me supernatural strength, supernatural grace to even deal with it. And even afterwards, I still grieved. I I, I wasn't even a drinker. I remember I, I wasn't even a drinker. I hated liquor. I hated wine. But, you know, whenever when you, when you first lose somebody, everybody, they come around and, you know, they around and you got people there. So it's okay. But I know that people was going to leave and I knew that I, I was going to have to deal with the pain. I was going to ha- have to deal with this stuff with, between me and God. And I couldn't es- escape it. But I, I remember I, I would just be sitting at the table, me and my kid's father, because at the time I had moved in with him and uh, we kind of had a, you know, was just lifting each other up. But, and um, I remember I was just so depressed. I remember just drinking. I remember I, I would just be sitting at the table and I would just bust out to crying. I would just be so, so, so depressed. And I remember just turning to liquor, turning to wine, turning to all of that. And I never was a drinker, but I became a drinker for probably, I think I drank for probably six months, six months. I drank every time the feeling would come, I would just suppress it. I'm going to the liquor store. I would go to the liquor store. I would get a drink. And then I remember my mom and them was like, you got to talk to a counselor, you know, um, my kid's father, he got us into this counseling and all that kind of stuff, and that kind of helped. But really, nothing could could take the pain away but God. Nobody but God. Nobody but Jesus. After I was just tired of suppressing the feeling and all of that kind of stuff, I just began to turn to God. I began to cry out to God and ask him to heal me and, you know, to help me on this journey, help me to walk it out. And he did that. I mean, it didn't happen overnight, but eventually he lifted the load and I still have my days where I think about my baby and you know, all of that. But I do have peace in that area because of the simple fact. I feel like my baby is in heaven with God. So that gives me a sense of peace to say, okay, if I can get myself together, then I'll see my child again. It's not like we separated forever, you know. So that gave me a sense of peace as well. So that helped me to cope with um, some of the grief. You see, I, I, I love the fact that she was very transparent because it's like when you lose somebody, I don't know, like, you you like you have the people around you, but then it's like they really don't understand. It's like they trying to 
console you. They're trying to comfort you, but they understand. And then, like she said, she turned to drinking. It was like... That was she, she turned to. That was her outlet because, again, it's like every time she had those feelings, she felt like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get the liquor so I can suppress it. And that happens to the best of us. I mean, it do because it's like you like, okay, so it's like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling these type of ways. And the only thing, you just really just want the pain to go away. You want to do anything for the pain to stop. So I really, truly feel for her on that because I know for me, when I was dealing with that loss, I don't know, like I was a heavy smoker. So it was like, I was just smoking, just smoking, just smoking, like crying, my eyes puffy red. It was just like, man, I was just like, I was here, but I'm just like, just like a zombie, right? I'm just here, but I'm really not here. I I didn't really have, you know, like people may message you, test you, but as far as like somebody like putting up on me, people really coming to see about me, I didn't have that. I had one friend that I can say who was in my corner, but I still felt alone because I was just like, yes, she was trying to comfort me, but it's like she didn't understand what I was going through. I, you know, it's like, I like you, like you, like she didn't, she couldn't relate and I mean, it wasn't her fault. It's just like she just couldn't relate to like the pain that I was feeling. And I just remember being in my prayer closet and I'm just crying out to God, like, God, why? Like, you literally broke my heart, man. Like, for the people who lost a parent, it hurt, man. Like, it hurt so freaking bad. Like, it hurt so bad. Like, I don't even know. I can't really put in too many words, but I just know it's like, you know something missing, right? It's like something is missing. It's it's something that's supposed to be there. Like, it's something in your heart. It's just like, man, it's like a hole in your heart. Like, it's it's, it's literally like a hole in your heart that only God can feel, though, right? Like, I literally had to depend on God. I was depressed. I didn't know I was depressed because... I was kind of like still getting up, but it was just like I was full of rage. I was like out, like angry. I didn't want to be bothered. I got my number changed. I did not want to deal with people. I had so much unforgiveness in my heart. It was just so much, y'all. But God had to deal with me. He had to help me to forgive these people. Like, he, he literally had to deal with me, man. Like I said, I just always remember, man, crying out to God. Like, I, I can say it was nobody but God who kept me through that and still keeping me. But right where I was in it, man, like, I, I know God allowed people to not be there for me as I thought they should because he wanted me to see that he was here for me all along. And I can say that. God was the only one who I can just honestly say who got me through that, y'all. Like, literally, like, we talking about you losing somebody who carried you for nine months. And again, like, me and my mom, we didn't have in a strange relationship. Me and my mom was close. Like, that was my best friend. Like, we argue and all those type of things, just like some mothers and daughters do. But everybody knew, like, I was her girl, like, everybody knew, like, my mama, she loved me, like, she confided in me about things, like, they were my best friend, and again, it was just, like, losing 
somebody like so close to you. Like I, I have lost, I, I lost a lot of people in my life. I have, but it's like, I never felt like how I feel now. I, I definitely have peace. Um, because I know I, one day I see her again. So I, I have a lot of peace in that, but again, it's like my, my mom is gone. Right. Like I, I, I think about, um, a lot of things that I didn't get to do that she won't be able to experience. Right. I can't call my mom and say, mom, like me and my mom, like, if you know, me and my mom, like, you know, me and my mom, we always talk on the phone all the time. Like, I go to work in the morning. Like, I'm on the phone with my mama. I'll be over somebody's house. I'll be on the phone with my mama. They be like, dang, you and your mama always talking. And then some of the time, we probably just be on the phone, holding the phone. And then this time, I'm going to probably sleep. And I'm like, mom, all right, I'll call you back tomorrow. Like, we literally used to always, always be on the phone. Like, always. And if you don't answer the phone, man, look, my mom, she is blowing you up. She like... Girl, why you not, mom? I was sleep, like you know. So, and, and it's those type of things I miss. Like when I'm filling out job applications or something, they like your emergency contact person. You know, it's like, dang, I always to put my mom on there, and I'm just like, dang, who I'm, who I'm gonna put on there? So it's in those little moments where I just like, you know, I get sad. I, I mean, I, I can man, grief hits you different times, man. I remember one time I was at work. Uh, maybe three weeks ago, and I don't even know. Out of nowhere, I'm coming from break. Out of nowhere, I'm on the line. I'm literally just crying. I'm just like, I'm just crying. And I was just thinking about my mama, like, I'm like, wow. Like, I just really bust out crying. Like, it works. So I know grief, it hits you so different. And then I also want to just encourage like you, anybody who listens to this, who currently dealing with grief to don't suppress how you feel. Allow yourself to grieve. Like if you got a screen or whatever, allow yourself to grieve. And also don't be fake with God. And when I say that, I'm saying come to God, just how you feel. If you angry at God, if you mad at God, just come to him, let him know because he already know. I mean, if you didn't know, he God is all knowing. So it's like, it's not like you hide anything from him, but it's like he want us to come to him when we in those, in our darkest, darkest moments. He wants us to be able to just come to him, be like, Lord, I need you. Like, Lord, I'm broken. Like, Lord, I'm disappointed in you. Lord, I'm sad. Lord, I'm angry. Lord, I feel like I can't make it. Like, come to him. Come to him and he feel what we feel. It's not like he punishing you. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like, if we had it, of course, I, my mom would very much still be here if it was up to me. Like, but my mom, she was suffering and everything. My mom, like I said, my mom, my mom dealt with diabetes, congestive heart failure. So she was she was suffering bad while she was here. But it's like we I know we don't understand the plan of God. We don't understand why He do things, why He allow things. Like we can't even wrap our head around like half of the stuff. But I do know, like all in all, through and through, I know for a fact. Like Lord, I may not understand Your plan, but God, I trust Your plan. Right? Like we don't gotta understand it to trust it. Like we don't have to understand. None of it. It may, like, you will never, may never get the answer as to why God allowed this to happen, why God allowed you to go through this. But I know I look at the bright side because I feel like, okay, had I not lost my mom, had Giovanna never lost her son, we would not be here right now <laughs> encouraging you guys, right? So it's like some of the things we go through. 
is for other people. Most of the things we go through is for other people, y'all. Like everybody got their own cross to carry, right? So most of the stuff we go through. We wouldn't pick it for ourselves, right? If it was up to us, I know we would just really want to go through life. No sorrow, no crime, just happy. No no type of pain, right? But it's not like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's not like that. Even the people in the Bible, they went through things. They went through some things, y'all. So I just really, really want y'all to know that God still loves you. Even in this, y'all. Even in this, God still loves you. He's not punishing you. It's nothing that you did wrong. It's nothing that you could have done differently. If you're feeling guilt, I pray that God remove the spirit of guilt from you. It's nothing that you could have done. I don't care if you missed a phone call. It's nothing that you could have done because God is in full control. And that's what we have to realize, that God is in full control. So I just really, really hope... Um, if I have some listeners out there who feel like, man, had I answered the phone or had I been there, this and that, out, this person wouldn't be gone and this and that and the third. It, it, it could be so many what ifs, right? But it's like, but God is, he's in full control. It played out how God allow it to play out. And that's what we have to understand. We don't understand the plan, but we got to know God is the ultimate planner. He is the master plan. So we have to just know like, Lord, I don't know. I I, I mean, I, I, I just don't know. But God, I trust you, right? Because I could say even in this, I love God. Like I wasn't angry at God when my mom first passed or anything. I was more so heartbroken because I'm just like, dang, God, like you knew there was something like, I don't know. It's like, that was my biggest fear. And I, and I, and then when I look back in retrospect, I be like, wow, like, I'm living out my biggest fear, you know? So then it made me, like, I'm fearless because it's just like what I thought would break me literally is building me, right? Like, I, I, honestly, I could have never imagined living without my mom and then like I couldn't imagine me kind of like being that same person after my mother death and it's just like wow God right like that just show you the work of God because I could have very much lost my mind like the enemy want me to he wanted me to lose my mind that day I lost my mom that wasn't a, he wanted me to lose my mind, but all things work together for the good and for those who love who love the Lord. So I just, I, I, I'm so grateful to God, man. I'm so grateful to God that I can sit here and say that I'm in my right mind. I can sit here and say like, wow, like what? Like it, 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 it crazy. It's it just crazy to me. Like, even like I said, listen to Giovanna's testimony. It's just like, wow, like. The power of God is so real, y'all. This is not something we telling you because we've seen it on TV. This is something we are currently living out in the flesh, y'all. Like, can't nobody tell me God is not a keeper because he's keeping me. Can't nobody tell me God is not a he. He, he won't give you peace. You get, can't nobody tell me he's not a mind regulator. Like, you can't tell me that because I know I know for him to be that and more. So, yeah, I just pray and hope 
that bless somebody. And I just want to bring it back to Giovanna. I just want to just, I want her to just touch on how her relationship with God is now. And I also just want her to like share some little tips or something that may can help some mothers or parents, anybody that's listening who currently lost a child, a niece, a nephew, or somebody in that um, essence. I just want her to touch on how she's coping with it and what her relationship is now with God a year later. How is her relationship with God? My relationship with God now is good. Um, It's not great. Not where I think it should be, but, you know, I'm in the right place. God has me in the right place. And um, I cope with it, you know, um, when I when I start to think about my son or when the memories come, you know, I um, I lean into God, really. I, I lean into God. I, I can't say that I do anything else, but honestly, lean into God. Um, you know, people that's around me, um, I... I don't say lean into them, but, you know, connect with other people so that I won't be isolated by myself. So, you know, Clubhouse helped me out a lot and a lot of other places um, helped me out a lot. YouTube, Clubhouse, you know, just talking to people, talking about it to people helped me out a lot instead of just um, trying to deal with it alone. I don't recommend nobody to try to deal with it alone. Like I said, you deal with it with other people. Um, also, um, I deal with it in this mental health class that I'm, I'm going to now that kind of helped me. Like if the feeling come upon me, you know, I, uh, every Wednesday, um, this, this lady, she have this mental health class and you know, you go in there and you, you get tips, you, you, you know, you just talk about it. I think just talking about it is a reliever for me. Just, just talking about it and not keeping it in or keep dwelling on it because you can't change it. It it is what it is. It happened. And now you got to move on. So, um, like I said, when I feel it coming, I lean into God first and then I, um, find other people that can support me and help me pray for me and stuff like that to help me to keep my mind going. And, and my children, my other children actually keep me going because I look at it like we all was supposed to been dead. We all was supposed to been dead in that house. So for God to leave me four, you know, I had five children. He took one. That keeps me going as well because I could have been, like I said, burying all, me and all of my children. So that is something that actually keep me going. That's another way that I cope with it. And yeah, um, what's the other question? You you answered you pretty much touched on everything. You touched okay. on everything. So yeah, um, so I really hope if I like I said if I have any parents or somebody listening who has currently lost a child that you can just kind of relate and kind of just deal with like talk about it right like just just yeah because for me I think talking about it too it, it helps. And and not and then just keep just keep talking about your loved one. Like keep the memories alive, you know, like always remembering them um in a good way. Like I know for me, I cut with I write a lot. I used to always write poetry when I was a little girl. And then I just started bad writing poetry. So I write a lot. I write a lot of poems about my mom. I also journal. I journal a lot, too. I journal my feelings. If I'm feeling some type of way that day, I just put it on paper. So I would encourage writing. 
Um, I also, I do encourage therapy, counseling. Um, I didn't have the leisure of having a counselor nor a therapist, but I definitely encourage you having that help. Like, please, like, don't isolate yourself. It's it's, it's okay. Like, talk to somebody, y'all. Like, please talk to somebody because I know the, the spirit of grief will definitely try to swallow you. So you have to get out. Please don't isolate yourself. You just have to get out. And yeah, just just talk about it. And as we come to the closing of this episode, I just really, really, really want to thank every listener. I really do thank you guys for taking the time to just listen to us. I pray and hope that it was something that we said that really kind of settled on your heart. I pray and hope that even after you listen to this episode, that you will begin to just come to God naked. You begin to just lay everything at his feet, your disappointment, your anger, any retaliation, anything that you feel. I just pray and hope like that you will begin to just lay it at the father's feet. And I also want to thank Javonda for just being so vulnerable, being so transparent. I want to thank her for her time and just sharing you sharing with you guys her testimony and what God is doing through her and how he has kept her. I just really, really, really want to thank her for her time. I really appreciate it. And I also want you guys to stay connected. If you feel like um, you may want to talk outside or you may just want a prayer, encouraging words, please feel free to send me an email at Lariana, L-A-R-R-I-A-N-N-A, Newell, N-E-W-E-L-L, at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram if you want any updates to to stay update with the new episodes. You can also follow my Instagram page at setapart.com. And set apart and chosen. Yeah, so please, please, please stay connected. And I also want you guys to stay connected with Javonda. She's going to give you guys her email and also her Instagram handle. So please, please, please don't don't hesitate to reach out to us. Please, please feel free to reach out. Um, my YouTube is Royal Women's Nation. My Instagram is Royal Women's Nation. And my email is... R-O-Y-A-L-W-O-M-E-N-S-N-A-T-I-O-N at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is your host, Lariana, Set Apart and Chosen. Until next episode, stay blessed. Don't stress. And remember, God is always good. Until next time.